It's the Locked On Flyers podcast for Wednesday, March 1st, your daily dose of Flyers news, analysis, and high-quality content that is overwhelmed by the volume of trades we got yesterday. I don't know what's left for Friday, Russ. I mean, you have no idea how many texts I get. What about this prospect? What about that prospect? It's like, I'll get to it. Don't worry. All right. Well, how do the Flyers fit into all of that? Chuck Fletcher had some things to say. We're going to get into that. And the Rangers moves that will affect our matchup in tonight's game, all on today's show. Your Locked On Flyers, your daily podcast on the Philadelphia Flyers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello there. I am Rachel Donner. You can find me on Twitter at rmiriam. I'm here as always with Russ Cohen, who is on Twitter at Sportsology. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at LockedOnFlyers. That is where we post about our episodes and Flyers news. You can also email the show at LockedOnFlyers at Gmail. That's how you can ask us mailbag questions like we will get to today. Today's episode episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. Locked On Flyers is free and available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you listen to podcasts. So subscribe. You will get all of our episodes here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Plus, we're over on YouTube. So subscribe there as well. Russ, we got a pre-trade deadline presser from Chuck Fletcher, which was a pleasant surprise, I must say. I, I didn't really expect him to get out there until after the deadline had passed. But, you know, he did have some interesting things to say, including potentially uh, not not saying the word rebuild was accurate, but saying, you know, we're done here. We're not making the playoffs. We're sellers. Really just understanding, like, the state of, of where things are in a way that we haven't heard him express before. Yeah, it was an interesting day. Uh, I get a text at, like, 1044 that the Flyers are practicing at 11, and Fletcher's talking after that. So I literally just left the house the minute I got the text. I get there. Some of the reporters who go to every practice every day, they're going downstairs to interview the guys. I go upstairs, drop my stuff off. I go interview the guys, go do Fletcher, go on Sirius XM. My whole day has been like that. So um, <laughs> Chuck Fletcher tried to reimagine and remake what was going on for real with the Flyers this year. So when we go back to when, before John Tortorella was hired, they you know, they made contract extensions. They acted like they were a team that was going to be in it. And they got John Tortorella because they thought he could turn the team around. Then just a couple months ago, Chuck Fletcher said, hey, we're just five points out. Remember that? Now it's like, well, yeah, we're, you know, we're not rebuilding because rebuilding is stripping everything and I'm not getting rid of everybody. And it's like, no, Chuck, that's not rebuilding. That's just totally tearing it down. That's not what a rebuild has to be. Um, so they're never going to admit what they're doing because they've changed it midstream. And so now it's kind of like, all right, so you're doing what you're doing, but 
You're only taking on young assets and you're trying to only get draft picks. Gee, what do we call that? Hmm. So again, a little bit of a weird press conference in that regard. Uh, I asked him about salary retention because it's easy to say for a team, Hey, we'll retain salary on, uh, like a JVR who's an expiring contract. Sure. But you know, he said they're open to salary, all salary retention. So that does make the possibility of trading longer term contracts, whether it's now or in the summer possible. Although in the summer, generally you don't have to always retain. Sometimes there's room in the cap, but again, this cap, I don't know, it's only going up a million and if it does that. So I still think things can be kind of tight, even in the summer for some teams, especially after deals that are going down now. So, you know, long story short, uh, yeah, they admitted they were sellers. Fine. We all knew that. I, I, I think other than giving, trying to pump up the value of Nick Sealer, which great, but I don't think he's going anywhere anyhow because the coach likes him. and just talking about other players, he he did actually say that there's a chance Travis Sanheim's not playing this year. There may not be enough runway left. Travis Konechny. No, 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 no. Sean Couturier. Okay. Did I say Sean Couturier? I don't know. You said Travis Sanheim. Oh, so. Travis San. Sorry, Sean Couturier. My bad. Anyhow, Sean Couturier. So whether he makes it back this year or not it seems very up in the air uh right now chuck is very non-committal as to what his future is as far as what he might be when he comes back so that's fine cam atkinson same thing so so really what are we looking at we're looking at the hope of maybe one big contract getting traded which is fading by the minute and just guys on expiring contracts getting traded is it going to help the franchise that much if it's just the expiring contracts no should jvr have ever come back to this team this season no you could have gotten a lot more over the summer than what you're going to end up getting now and that's part of the problem here teams are sort of passing on him so this is a, a complicated thing this is like they needed to rebuild before they got torts and at last year's deadline that's what they needed to do they didn't do that. They pushed ahead with these other plans. And now by pushing everything aside and, you know, now they're like, well, we don't know how long this will take. And of course I say, whatever this is, because they won't call it anything. Right. I think that, you know, there was definitely this change of tune, but not, you know, with the right melody. Correct. If that makes sense. No, it makes sense. And I feel like, you know, he did say some things that make me at least understand better where he's coming from and what his thoughts are. It doesn't mean necessarily that I agree with it or that I think, you know, there's confidence in him to actually accomplish it because he says he's a seller, but you have to be able to sell to somebody. Right. right. And it just it's not apparent that especially given the volume of deals that happened yesterday. And, you know, obviously based on a recording time, there may be even more that we're not even going to talk about because right. they could happen at any moment. But, you know, all that being said, with the volume of deals and the flyers being involved in none of them, I think that's a little concerning. And and so it's more than a little concerning, to be honest. But I think that 
that's where in, where in the problem lies. He can talk however much he wants about, you know, wanting to get younger assets and, you know, get either, you know, reclamation projects or young prospects or draft picks. But until they're actually in the hands of the Flyers, that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> right. And, you know, it's his second year in a row saying we need more high-end talent without actually acquiring any high-end talent. Yeah, I think, again, there are some fans that want the media, me included, to um, hold Chuck's feet to the fire when he says, I think we're a top five improved team. Um, but, of course, it, it's absurd because he also talked about being in the eighth spot of the draft. Okay. Well, and he might, and most likely he won't even be drafting eighth. He'll probably be going somewhere between seven and nine based on the math. So I just, I even chuckled at that because probably won't even be eight, you know, but right. uh, he also talked about, uh, well, just getting back to the, you know, the most improved yet we're in this drafting position. If that doesn't tell you the juxtaposition that he's trying to take, I don't know what would. So the media is exactly. not going to hold his feet to the fire on that one because it was just absurd and we all knew it. So we let it go in hopes of finding other information out. Uh, what he would say about the draft was, you know, there's Connor Bedard here. And then like the next seven picks are kind of in a row. And I don't believe that for a minute. I matter of fact, I know that's not the case. You know that we know that. Yeah. But going back to, you know, when he was talking about the improvement juxtaposed with the availability of, of good draft picks in, you know, in the draft this year, you know, if you look at the full quote of what he said, there actually is like some some clear understanding there because he said, we're not making the playoffs. I can throw number numbers out there all day. You know, we did improve, you know, we're the fifth most improved team in this league. That's nice, but we're still not good enough. So he does understand that, you know, he wants to throw that out there because he needs to throw something positive out there. I know. But he also acknowledges, he's like, but who cares? I mean, he himself is, is essentially saying, who cares about this level of improvement? We know we're not good enough. He talked about having conversations with Dave Scott, which you know how much salt you have to take that with. Well, no, I didn't take but it with any salt because same- he hasn't even met anybody, the, the new guy yet. So there is no salt. Like here's Did he say that yes. specifically? He said he was meeting him for the first time today, which was yesterday, based on this. Delightful. So based on that, and that was another part of this, based on that, the based on the fact that Dave Scott is okay with everything he does, and Dave Scott, he's Dave Scott's guy, blah, 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 all that. That's all you need to know, Rachel. Like there was nothing quick that was going to happen. So he's in charge of this deadline, like he is. Nothing was going to change that. We talked about this, you know, a month and a half ago. Uh, now, again, maybe something changes uh, over the uh, over the break after the uh, they don't make the playoffs, and maybe he only comes back as the president. But he has a dual title, and they're not going to hire two new people. Like I keep hearing that through the grapevine. So he'll come back as president, but he's not going to come back as you know. They're not going to just get rid of him and hire two new people and still pay him. They're not doing that. So the fans dream of of that happening is is not going to happen. Yeah, I'm totally with you there. Well, there's a lot more to talk about and how this affects some of the rumors out there. Plus, we are going to be facing a semi-new Rangers team (laughs) with a a new young whippersnapper winger named Patrick Kane 
Um, I kid, of course, but uh, that deal went through yesterday as well. We're going to get to that coming up next. Today's episode is brought to you by Indeed. If you don't have players on the field with the right skills, whether it's the breakaway speed or elite playmaking ability, that kind of sounds familiar, you're going to have a tough time winning. And the same goes for your business. Indeed is a fast, simple way to make sure you're hiring MVPs instead of spending hours on multiple job sites, hoping to find candidates with the right skills. You need one powerful hiring partner that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy. They partner with you on every step of the process, find great talent through time-saving tools like Indeed Instant Match assessments and virtual interviews. With Instant Match, for instance, over 90% of employers get quality candidates as soon as they sponsor their job post. Candidates you invite to apply through Instant Match are three times more likely to apply to your job than candidates who only see it in search. So start hiring right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at indeed.com slash locked on offer valid through March 31st. Go to indeed.com slash locked on to claim your $75 credit before March 31st. Indeed.com slash locked on terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The NHL deadline, of course, for the trades is this Friday. We've been talking about it all week. And they will be live on the Locked On NHL YouTube channel from 2 to 4 Eastern Friday as Locked On NHL hosts break down the biggest deals from across the league all week. And, of course, we'll cover any trades the Flyers managed to make. So subscribe to our feed on YouTube for breaking news coverage. So, Russ, uh, speaking of all of those uh, potential deals, there was a little bit of churn about Jordan Greenway uh, being dealt uh, with the wild. But basically, considering that press conference, I don't think that's the kind of guy, despite the fact that Chuck Fletcher drafted him and it's a wild connection. I just don't see it happening. Well, now I don't see it happening because they they've gotten other players. But mm-hmm. I was worried about it happening, not because Jordan Greenway is not a good player. He's okay. But the problem is not a $3 million for two more years, not with a no-trade right. clause that kicks in after this summer. Like, they need to get out of cap problems, not add another one that they can't trade in case it doesn't work out. So, and again, he would have been 26, and it would have been going against the rule. Look, you can't go with that 25 and under thing anyhow because connecting will be over 25 next year. So will Couturier and many other players on the Flyers roster. The whole team isn't constructed of 25 and under. So, And it never will be, by the way. This is just a marketing thing. Uh, it's just the current thing yeah. to say this is what we're trying to do. But you can't make a team full of that. And if they did make a team full of that, John Tortorella would probably quit. So, I mean, you know that and I know that. No, I I know. And I think he does know that too, that he just wants to get more younger players. He doesn't right. want to have to want to have all younger players. And he's recognizing that as Konechny and Couturier and those guys are getting a little bit older, he needs to fill in younger than them now, that they're kind of in the older end of the younger guys, right? Okay, but just younger to me doesn't do it. Get faster. Younger and better. I think he said both. Well, Still, that's not enough for me. Get faster. Get a playmaker. There's no playmaker on this team. A true playmaker. I brought that up on Sirius again. I brought brought it up on this show 
you know, there's no like, and, and it's funny because when I brought Voracek's name, somebody said, well, what about Giroud? I was like, Giroud did it all. But Voracek was a true playmaker. He really couldn't score goals for the most part. And they don't have a true playmaker to set up any of these goal scorers that they've been trying to pick well, up. That's what Cam Atkinson was supposed to Yeah, well, do. I mean, and now are we really expecting that? down the line no but they need no. more than just one guy anyhow you need to draft those players you know it's like i know so there's all <laughs> this stuff so it's like okay uh, look they could be the fifth most improved team and they could still be stuck in that middle and next year they're probably going to still be stuck in the middle unless something drastic happens even if everything goes right like we could might as well just roll this tape back to a year ago even if everybody is healthy I still don't think this team would make the playoffs next year unless drastic things happened. And again, here is the other worry, okay? The other worry is, you know, Chuck was talking about the guys down below. He mentioned the four, five, six players. We talk about these players all the time. They'll be lucky if two of them are ready to play for the team next year full-time. That would be fortunate. And if it's any more than that, then I think they're forcing it. So, you know... I think that's fair. Yeah. Uh, you know, we have been, you know, paying real close attention to those guys for this very reason to make sure that we're, you know, correctly analyzing what the team is doing at the management level that, you know, and saying, do they know what their assets are or not? And so I think it's a very, very salient point. One more thing that uh, may go under the radar here and get swept under the rug is. They only have four more call-ups the rest of the year. And I went on a mini rant on Sirius for that because I basically said, and this is something we've been consistent with on this show, um, you know, Chuck almost, he did say at one point, probably the team you see it after the deadline is going to basically be the team unless there's injuries. We only have four more call-ups. And, the you know, the Phantoms are going for the playoffs, so we don't want to mess with that. That was his out for that, which some of that is true. but. How much time did they fritter away this year without giving guys a chance to get some of that experience because they thought they were in it or thought they were going to turn it around or at least play better? That was lost time. You don't get back that lost time. We've talked about that. It's a very good point. Uh, I want to at least talk about the Rangers a little bit sure. for tonight's matchup. Uh, of course, that Patrick Kane deal is official and we will be seeing him against the Flyers in tonight's game. We won't be seeing Keandre Miller because no. he's suspended for three games for that spitting incident um, with uh, Drew Doughty and the Kings. And so that is actually um, unfortunate for them. But uh, at the same time, I think the focus will be on Patrick Kane. And uh, I think one could argue that it's similar to the Giroux situation because there was like a one team only allotment from Patrick Kane said, I want to go to the Rangers and nowhere else. So you got to take what you got to take. And, you know, I, I think that the Rangers did okay. All things considered, I think they did similarly to the Flyers here. I would say that's, this was a worse situation than what happened with the Flyers. Cause I think Bill Zito was gracious compared to what's happened here with what the Rangers gave yeah. Chicago. Um, Chicago didn't get much. Even if they get a second out of it, great. But, you know, again, it's Patrick Kane. And I get it. It's 75% Patrick Kane. But there wasn't a prospect's name in there. There wasn't a 
high, high pick. There wasn't a first round pick. So this was not much for the Rangers to give up at all, just to see if Patrick Kane could fit in. So again, but that's because Kane basically was public about things and went basically went back and said, try again. And when that happened, the Rangers tried again because they realized, okay, the price just plummeted. And it did. So, you know, in addition to doing that, uh, they did a similar deal with the Preds for future considerations for an AHL level player in Austin Rushoff. And they had also traded Vitaly Kravtsov to Vancouver. So they cleared some contracts. Yeah, that was a terrible trade as well. That was for the Rangers. It was, was a horrible but- trade. Yeah, I, I think so, too. I just think they felt like they had to in order to make room I know. For, for all of this. Yeah, so they're really going for it, that's for sure. And yep. I, I'm sure that they'll want to put that on display against the Flyers. And, yep. um, you know, they'll I, put Kane I with Panarin, on... don't worry, though, so they can get comfortable. Yep. And, and, and if Patrick Kane scores a goal, maybe uh, magically the 2010 goal puck will show up because that's still missing. <laughs> oh, God. It's missing. Nobody knows where it is, Rachel. Yeah, it's not something that I concern myself with. I do. With I want to know where that 2010 life. goal puck is. And Chris Pronger <laughs> joked about it, but you know what's going to happen. Does not matter. Line, it does, does matter. Does not matter. The linesman has no, it, it. And doesn't. when they retire, it'll go for on auction somewhere. But All right. still missing. Well, getting back to the current day, mm-hmm. New York creatures and Flyers matchup. Uh, well, first off, are the Rangers set now, or do you think they've got more to do? No, they're set. I mean, they're going to have enough trouble, and, and this is a good kind of trouble, but trying to figure out even just who's on the power play anymore because they have so many candidates, and sometimes that yeah. can be a problem. So they're going to have to sort that out the rest of the season, but their offense is, is high-powered, their defense. I mean, for the Flyers game, without Miller, it's a loss. So that's something where um, the Flyers might be able to take advantage. But again, this is a yeah. game where the Flyers' defense – has to be on top of their game. And just to point out a big-time flaw and something that happened at the New Jersey game we were at, when you're down 3-1, to one, middle of the second, you don't start having your guys pinch for, like, basically every shift the rest of the game just to try and get that next goal, to try and make it 3-2. There's other ways to try and come back from behind, like cycling the puck, like holding on to the puck, like actually maybe just trying to keep the puck away from the other team at times. But... If they do that against the Rangers with the amount of firepower they have, if they're down like 2-1, they'll get destroyed. And because the Rangers are faster too, the same way the Devils were. So that's a flaw that needs to get fixed because, again, you know, you should only pinch guys once in a while, like even in that second period. But they were doing it too often. I don't know how you felt about it, but I was like, this is crazy. Yeah, it was definitely noticeable. That's for sure. So I, I think that they really have to stick to the defensive plan that they go into the game with. And, you know, the offense, it'll be there or it won't. But I think that, you know, being there for your goaltender at this point is more more important. Yeah, I would say. Yep. All right. Well, uh, we'll see how this one goes tonight. Uh, I'm a little scared, I got to say. Um <laughs> I think Patrick Ng gets a goal and an assist. That is my prediction for this one. But uh, we have a few of your mailbag questions to get to, and we will do that coming up next. The midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because new customers got a no-sweat first bet 
up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if you first if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from money line to point scorers and threes drained. Again, maybe bet against the, the Lakers. I don't think they're making the playoffs. Sorry, LeBron. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. All right, Russ, uh, we've got a few mailbag questions this episode, and uh, this is a good one based on all of the activity that happened yesterday. Are there any teams left who need anything the Flyers can offer at this point? I I still think there are. I mean, again, this could be an old, (laughs) dated uh, answer for maybe based on what might happen uh, in the middle of the night, but Carolina still needs help on their power play. I think Vegas can still use another forward. Um, there was one other team that could use another forward too. I can't remember, but uh, even a team like you know Buffalo might add somebody at the last minute. JVR be good for them uh, because they're still trying to prove to their fans that hey, they're in it. Yeah. So I, I still think there's teams, even Detroit, depending on what happens in these next few games. So I know it looks bleak, but it, you know you can't really. They want everybody. They want us all to just like give the definitive. They really screwed this up at the deadline. You can't until after the deadline. I think the Buffalo option is is a real good one um, because of their specific needs and the fact that, well, first off, we could potentially get our pick back from them, right? <laughs> but That's uh, a they do dream, have, but yes, they have three second round picks. I know. in this year's draft. So even if you say give us the middle of the three, however you end up in, however the standings end up. Like, that's a pretty good return. And they can probably spare it because they do have three picks in that round. So that's the one I'm keeping an eye on the most. But, you know, we'll see what happens there. Uh, I just hope Buffalo really thinks they're still in it at this point. Yeah. Um, The next question, what's your take on the Leafs moves? Trading for Luke Shen again and sending Rasmus Sandin to the Caps. I know that some Leafs fans are... Over the moon that they got a first-round pick, okay, fine. Um, you burnt down the house otherwise. So you better get out of the first round because if you don't get out of the first round, this is like the same game plan that every other Leafs GM has done. This is Kyle Dubas' scorched earth. Uh, Rasmus Sandin is a good player. And now yeah. you're, you've basically you've, you've taken some other guys that you've gotten in trades and saying for the next two years – these are our guys, and Rasmus Sandy could be in this league for 10 more years so or more. So I didn't love it. I get some of the moves as far as how it makes them better, but they better win because if they don't win, it's, it, you know, it'll be really ugly in a couple of years. Yeah, and, you know, they're downgrading on defense, essentially, in, in the couple of moves that they put together but at the same time you know they've got some roster and cap monkeying to do and this was a way for them to gain a little bit of cap space well they wanted to be tougher and clear out the neck and they got guys that can do that in mccabe and and shen but mccabe also has injury problems uh giordano's getting older so it's like their defense this is probably the best defense they've had in a very long time but it's a temporary. Well, defense. they could afford to. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. They could afford it's to a have a little defense. bit of the downgrade. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, next question. 
is Kevin Hayes a Flyers player next season? Yes. Yeah, I, I think so too. Um, he was one of the players that uh, spoke before the presser, and it was actually quite generous of them to put up JVR and Kevin Hayes, who have been on the trading rumor block, and both, you know, JVR was more hedgy about it and said he keeps his phone in airplane mode but kevin hayes was like nope i want to be here so take that for whatever it's worth (laughs) yeah i think kevin hayes knows that the odds are he'll be there uh but he said he he and torts are fine i don't believe that i don't know (laughs) we'll see how the summer goes at any rate with him i think and then last question uh and this is an interesting one on the cap side Will the two regional sports networks going bankrupt affect the future cap? I think it will. Now, the only question is, uh, will it affect next year's or the year after? I think next year's, because it's only going up a little, probably stays the same. And the league just says, okay, we'll see how revenues are this year because we expect them to go up. But what they were talking about in two years, like, hey, it's going to go up like four million bucks. This could stop that from happening because, like, a lot of teams yeah. aren't. This is not affecting just hockey, it's other sports too. So, the NHL is like last in the pecking order. And so, like, that last, whatever it is, quarter, third of the season that these companies have, they're, they're not going to pay it. Yeah, I, I think that's spot on. And um, so, I, I don't anticipate the cap going up very much, if at all, in, in that following season, which, you know, if I were a GM, I would be planning on very little increase over the next couple of years. Yep. And you just got to work with it. And that's your job. Yeah. All right. Uh, wrapping up with a Flyers fun thing. Cutter Gautier is Rookie of the Month for Hockey East for February in eight games, three goals, seven assists. So not too shabby, Cutter. Yeah, he's looked good. Keep it going. Absolutely. All right. That will do it for today's show. We'll be back again tomorrow with a recap of the game against the Rangers. Any latest trade deadline activity and how it affects the Flyers if it's not uh, Flyers moves. Uh, Plus, we'll dig into a prospect profile. As a reminder, we always want to hear from you. Send in your questions via Twitter at Lockdown Flyers. You can email us at LockedOnFlyers at Gmail or comment over on YouTube. I'm Rachel. I'm on Twitter at rmiriam. That's R-M-I-R-I-A-M. I'm Russ. I'm at Sportsology, S-P-O-R-T-S-O-L-O-G-Y. Thanks for making Lockdown Flyers your first listen today. Now make your next listen game-to-game NHL. It's every moment, every top performance, every result. Locked On Game to Game covers every game from across the NHL with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. It's on your Locked On NHL feed, available wherever you listen to podcasts. Have a great day, everyone.